This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome to the You Up Podcast. I'm Jared Freed. And I'm Jordana Abraham. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. Always a pledge. Always a pledge. Uh, we're here every Wednesday. And listen, if you're listening to this podcast, I want to start off by saying thank you. Thank you to listeners. We yes. don't say it enough. We don't. Because we, they they keep us going. They keep us going. That's how this whole thing works. Yeah. Okay. If you're wondering, you listen to the podcast, you support the sponsors. We keep bringing the funny, keep putting out the product. Exactly. That's what we do. You keep rating, reviewing, reviewing, and subscribing. That's right. And I want you to do me a favor right now. Here's how it works. You got. Thank you for listening. And now it's time to go to work. Okay. <laughs> now it's time. Now pat yourself on the back. But now it's time. Screenshot the screen. Send it to someone you know. Just text it to one friend. Hey, I'm listening to this show. You all have a friend that would be friend. entertained by this podcast. One friend that you can. At least. And not a friend you've told before. Someone that you haven't spoken to in three years. Send them the, send them the screenshot. Take a chance. Send it out. Be like, hey, these guys are funny. This is a fun and interesting podcast. I want you guys to spread the word right now. That's how it works because we don't have a billboard. We don't got commercials. We got you. you. You're the commercial. You're the billboard. You're the ringleader. You're the ringleader. So we got to keep spreading the word. Keep pushing, pushing, pushing. Tag a bitch. Tag a bitch. And uh, do you have anything going on right now? Right now at Betches, um, I mean, if you guys want to, I just do want to say that if you guys want to buy any you up related merchandise, whether that's our, our game, Beach by Noon shirt, mm. anything else, um, any other you up memorabilia per se, go to shop paraphernalia. Betch- paraphernalia. Go to shopbetches.com um, and you can show off your love for this podcast by wearing some of our clothing. There it is. What are we talking about today? So today we're talking, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this before, but we're talking about a dating app opener. And someone wrote in um, with examples, which I liked, mm-hmm. um, because I think they show a little bit about what not to do, even though you, th- you, you think, think it's, it's right. You think yeah. it is what, what you should do, which, sure. which sounds like for, to, to the listeners probably just like, well, then what the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what's wrong with these? Right. Well, well. Let's read the email. She writes, sure. J&J just started the dating app game on Bumble. Excited because there are definitely some cute guys, but not sure what's the best way to get them interested. Here's a screenshot of some examples I've sent. Thought they were sincere and something I'd say in person if we met. Thoughts on how to improve or what the best way is to, to seal a, a date. Thanks for your help. So this person is the best of intentions. Sure. I, right? I appreciate her email. It seems sincere. It seems honest. It's vulnerable. Right. She's like, a bunch of cute guys. This is great. Like, that's how my mom would talk about going on a dating app. You're like, look at all these cuties. You know, like, <laughs> right. it is somewhat yeah, refreshing. It's very optimistic, yes. It's optimistic because usually the conversation that we have with dating app people or if they're getting, go on the apps. Right. Another uh, date. Another date. You said, what's up? How's your weekend? Yeah, yeah. Right. Everything's a complaint. Everything's miserable. This email is bright and right. bushy tail. Yeah. She is like... um, 
She seems like she's in a good mood on this. And, and I wanted her great. to stay in a good mood. I don't want her getting turning into the cynic because you're here's the thing. Her response to your <laughs> well, here's the messages. thing. Nobody, you can't be bitter when life is good. I had this conversation with someone the other day where it's like nothing seems worse than a bitter person who's also successful. Right. So just the idea that you are free enough to go on a dating app to then meet people, your cynicism and bitterness towards the dating app will not be held given empathy. Right. It's like those. there's this annoying thing that's kind of going around, which is kind of sweet. Although it, it's a little too sincere for me. I'm, I'm that bitter person. Um, yeah. Or it's like, instead of saying, like, I have to do this, it's like, I get to do this. So instead yes. of like, oh, I have to go to work. It's mm. like, oh, I get to go to work. I have a job. And, and I so do this, understand the other side of that. I was like, okay, shut up. Right. Monday yeah, morning well, motivation. Go I'm fuck the, yourself. We're yeah, the yeah, bitter yeah. ones who sure. are like making fun of those people. But there is an element of that in this where we're saying, like, yeah, like you get to go on like this sure. app, which has just access to all these like attractive people. Yeah, and you're in a big city where there's enough people to swipe through. Like, there's positives to any negative. Like, right. I, and I, <laughs> this podcast is for commiseration. So I know under, I do understand where someone emails in, like, look at this fucking loser idiot, and I'm like, well, <laughs> they seem nice. Like, I, it, it, I understand why complaints are brought here. Right. But let's be excited. If you're on the app, you're there. Let's, let's deal it. with it. Let's do it. And I, I love her attitude. I think it's a lesson for all of us. But let's read her opening lines, okay? Okay. Because we all know the premise of Bumble. The women have to say hi to the guys first, or the guys don't get to talk to them at all. I will say this about Bumble. It was promoted as a feminism app or a feminist app. I don't believe it. I don't believe it either. I will say this as a guy. Every guy is secretly happy that Bumble exists, okay? Right. To me, I've always seen it as... It takes the dating apps make dating easier for men, mm-hmm. and this makes it so that they don't even have to do anything. Well, here's the thing: if if I wanted to, uh, I mean, not to go on a anti Bumble rant. I'm not being anti. I'm just like, here's the terrain you're dealing with as a guy. Let me explain the men, and it, and it should help this person who's sitting there being like, why aren't I getting answers? Like, I'll give you the answer. Right. Bumble creates a world. When you were when I was on Tinder, every match was a possibility. You know how they say a dog, if you keep feeding it, it will eat itself to death? Uh, I didn't know they said, but yeah. Dogs okay. will just eat and eat and eat. They never know they're full. Okay. That's how a man is on a dating app. That's how a man is on Tinder. You keep feeding us uh, matches. Right. We'll keep talking to the matches. We'll keep pursuing every match or keep looking for more matches. We'll keep trying to find more. Right. You're only as loyal as your options, which now are endless. Thank you, Chris Rock. Yes. That's a Chris Rock quote. That is. So. I said it before. Yeah. This is. So my point is what Bumble did is it narrowed the search. Now, when Tinder was actually exhausting, you get 10 <laughs> matches, you talk to 10 girls, you you You, you might enter, get a response from some, you might not. Sure. You entertain 10 options. Now right. you're flush with options some of which wouldn't even be an option to you, but you don't know that. Right. Now with Bumble, that switches the numbers. If you get 10 matches, maybe three will talk to you. You get to now choose between the three which you're most interested in. And you already know that all the, that those three are interested enough that they put in the effort to like exactly speak to you. Not only are they attracted enough to swipe right, they're attracted enough and interested enough to go, umi, umi, umi. 
So now the guy is in a position of power where he gets to choose between the Umi girls. Right. And that has that narrows like the, the search. Bachelor. It's the bachelor. <laughs> now you're not on the bed. Ba- Tinder's the bachelorette. Bumble's the bachelor. Yeah. To me, I don't I don't get it. I would I didn't like that aspect of it. Um, but I guess it's supposed to be like sort of well, safer for you, but I think it that is if, safer. I do think you, you can just unmatch, though. Sure. For me, that that was like if I thought someone was being creepy, I would just unmatch them. Sure, you're and right. Someone, and someone's just as likely to be like, take your top off in a in a message in response to me as they are in the initial <laughs> message. Well, which is why I didn't really get that well, either. I guess if it, if I was to you know rebut you, it would be Tinder. You get you have to see all the grossness of life. And Bumble is like you get to limit your grossness brought to you. But you I could guess. still get grossness. Sure. To me. Yeah, yeah. You can unmatch people in this. If in you, fact, the guy probably thinks you're more interested in more wanting to like see a picture of his penis. Because you said umi umi. Right. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I get it, and I I get why they served a marketing campaign of feminism. Right. I'm not here to tell women what feminism is. I'm just saying from my perspective. It is ma- it makes it a lot easier for men on Bumble. I could agree with that, and so, that's why I wasn't that into it when so, I was single. So here are her openings. Do you want to read them? Yeah. So she writes. Um, the first she has two examples. The first one she writes, "You and your husky are too cute." Um, what would you call that emoji? Uh, the blushing emoji. Blushing emoji. Would love to meet sometime soon. Are you currently in the OC area? And I okay. Do you want to read both? Yeah, I'll read both because I think there's a there's a theme within them. Yes, this is the second uh, guy she's messaging. She says, "You're too cute for us not to to meet." Smiley face, tongue out emoji. Um, when did you move here from Nashville? Yeah. Okay. These are bad. So <laughs> they're bad, <laughs> but I can understand why one who had, didn't have much experience with the apps would think they were good, or someone who was like. This is almost like the issue with being in too good of a mood here. <laughs> sure. It's, 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 there's what we love about her email is the problem with her message. Right. It lacks any cynicism, also any taste. Right. That's kind of the issue here. It's like too, um, it's too eager. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this. Let me get, take her side for a second. Okay. She claims both of these got no response, right? Right. So she wrote, you and your Husky are too cute. Would love to meet sometime soon. Are you currently in the OC area? To me, you could say she warded him off because she's like, I want to meet. Right. You know, so like maybe she's better off for this message. I guess so. But also, I think maybe if you're new to the apps, you need to learn a little bit that you need to establish a little bit of like a back and forth before you can jump right into like, Mm -hmm. let's meet immediately thing. Well, before but, any of this, before we get into this uh, discussion, as a guy, attraction trumps any bad opening message. Okay, so you're saying if, if you're attracted to this person and you don't really even care that she's you're, you're down to meet. Yeah, we don't have... Uh, I'm down to figure this out. Not down to meet. Not I'm down, down to, to respond. Okay. Like, like if I got this message from a girl that I was like totally my type, totally my what I'm into... I would write back, whoa, 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 easy there, big fella. Let's figure this out first. Like, I would find a way to corral this wild horse. Well, that would be the same reaction for me if this was a guy that was messaging me and his first message was, you're really cute. Um, 
like we should we should meet i'd be like whoa 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 like but you'd still give the chance if you were attractive I'd respond, but I'd I would try to like get more of a feeling for his personality first before committing to yeah. How's Tuesday at three? We're on the same page, right? The other issue with this message is would love to meet sometime. You to me that's someone that has no taste, that has all the time in the world, that has no discerning factor of whether they go on a date or they don't go on a date. They just want to be on the date, right? Which I get. I mean, like the point is to get off the apps. I understand that, but. I think you have one thing that you learn very quickly after being around the block on these on these apps is that there are mil- there's so many people on them mm-hmm. that you need to be a little selective. Yeah, and it is funny that we praised her lack of cynicism, and then we're right. like, we just need a touch of cynicism. Right. We just need you to be a little more like critical of. You see, I think I also think. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you want to be like telling the person that they're cute on no. the first message. I think that. Because the first message she wrote is, you and your husky are too cute. The second message she wrote, you're too cute for us to not meet. Yeah. It's the whole, like, <laughs> the whole premise of the of matching is that you think they're cute. Right. You don't have to say it. You've, you've already shown it. Right. To say it as the first thing that you say. It's actually almost, sexualized. It's sexualized. And it's also like, I, I think, like laying all your cards on the table. Yeah. We know you. The whole idea of the match is that we both mutually think we're cute enough to match. Right. I think there's like a spectrum of opening lines and if one if one is the is like like too cool for school like one is like hey yeah this is 10 yeah yeah yeah, yeah this is yeah, 10 yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. you and your husky you're, you're really cute I want to meet like right away mm-hmm. and one is hey yes so, I agree yeah <laughs> I think what you, what you want to do ideally is find something around the like 4 to 7 range sure yeah that's I'm like, with you I'm interested I'm trying but I'm not like but I have other things to do. Right. I'm still like, I'm not giving you everything immediately. I mean, this person also like, I, I got to say in like the era of having choice where you do have the choice, her email thoughts on how to improve or what's the best way to seal a date. I don't want to go on a date with someone who just wants to seal a date. Right. You want to go out with someone who you feel like you have a good vibe with. Uh, absolutely. To me, that turns into the piece of shit. Who goes, oh, it was a friend vibe. We're friends now. Let's just be friends and hang out forever as friends. What do you mean? Like the... Like the person who's like, I just want to seal a date. They're going on a date with a guy that they don't necessarily have interest in. They're just there to be on a date. And then see if you guys are friends or not. It's like, no, no, no. I need to know that there's a little more of a vibe before going on that date, before I'm going to... Like, I've said this on the podcast before. The penis doesn't waste time. Okay. It doesn't. The penis is ruthless. The penis, <laughs> the penis will it's go. D- evil dictator. It's a literal, literal dictator. Okay. Okay. It, the penis will look at you and go, "What the fuck are we doing here?" And and <laughs> your head will go, "Well, she was nice. I don't give a shit. <laughs> We're not here for nice. We should have a video with just like a little penis on yeah. your shoulder, just and a like an angel. angry dick." <laughs> A, a dick. We don't care. We don't give a shit about nice. <laughs> well, her pictures were cool. I don't care. I'm here to get fucked. Like, <laughs> like a little dick. That's yeah, because so it's like when like it's funny because like a lot of women will write into this and be like, "Well, does he want to go on the date?" Whatever. And it's like guys just don't waste their time. Just like we've had this discussion before, where it's like you're like, "Yeah, I will go to date four to know if I want to fuck him or not." It's right. like. That ain't going to happen for guys. Some guys. 
I think most guys. I don't think most guys are not going to wait four dates to have sex with you. I think that's they would wait four dates, but they know they want to fuck you before you even met. Right. I think that's kind of the flaw of the first date. Is like we've changed how we meet. Like okay, like you meet on the app. That's a different way to meet than we've ever met before in the history of the world. Right. Okay. If the next. Why is the next step the same as we've done it 20 years before? What do you think the next step should be? Well, I'm just saying you go on the first date after seeing all their pictures with uh, talking to them, getting a vibe. And then you go on the first date and the guy is on the first date because he wants to have sex with you. And the girl's on the first date because you've checked enough boxes to be a viable partner. Right. Don't you think that that's all? That maybe we're the guy, already on date four. Maybe the guy is also looking for a viable partner. Fair, but yeah. he's decided on I will fuck. Okay. If he's on the first date, he has decided. Okay. Yeah. So he will, but that's like the that's always been the nature of dating, right? I think if you were introduced by, like, if my aunt introduced me to a uh, was, if I'm at, you know, Passover dinner. Okay, and my aunt goes, you got to meet this girl from my office. She's the best. 20 years ago, you would go out not knowing very much. Right. You would go out being like, well, my aunt said she's cool. Here, I just, maybe she showed you a picture. Maybe one picture, but you're like, I guess that, I haven't really like thought on this. Right. And you go to the date and then you'd be like, hmm, I would fuck. Like, you know, <laughs> like I'm saying that decision and I know it's a gross reality of a decision, but it's being made before you guys even get in the door. So what is um, what is your alternative to the first date? I don't know. I, I, I think it's got to change. I think maybe, you know, I think people have to admit to these realities is that you're going the whole emotional masturbation thing. Right. How many women are going on the date after they've emotionally masturbated to these guys? That too. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Right. So it's like it's not really. You know, everyone fi- has their own expectations of what they want out of something, but sometimes they're the same. I think there's there's sometimes that sometimes both people just want to hook up, and sometimes both people are looking for something a little more serious. Yeah, I I, I think, but part of the reason that the, her openings are so bad is because she doesn't even care for that. She doesn't care if if her, if you're there for whatever. Oh, you're saying she's not trying to weed out who's there for what reasons. There's no right. weeding. Right. Well, it's almost like very naive. Yes. These posts, this, these openings are, are, are naive. They're not jaded enough. No. And right. again, we praised her in the beginning. But I, I think, what do you think is the best opening that you would want to hear as a woman? That I would want to hear? Um, I think if it was replying to something in my story that was like kind of funny or their own personal like little very short anecdote about mm-hmm. something relating to my story. My, not my story, my profile. Mm-hmm. Um, something like quick kind of but so that shows their personality, right? That shows their personality a little yeah. bit. Shows that they actually paid attention to this, my particular profile, and they're not sending the same message out to every person. Totally, I, I think saying you and your husky are too cute. I think the her initial thought is right. Right. Notice the husky. Yes. Love that dog. Focus, How old is your dog? Right. Focus on the husky. Don't focus on the... Like the second one, she wrote, you're too cute for us not to meet. Yeah, goodbye. That's too much. When did you move here from Nashville? That's great. That's fine, right. Yeah, pick one of these things. I love Nashville. When did you move here? Right. Oh, I'm not actually from here. I'm on here. I'm, I'm here on for work. Let's fuck. Like that's going to be his more notable first answer. Right, and then you as an experienced dater, as you... 
continue on this will eventually kind of realize that the way people respond to these things will tell you a lot more about what they're looking for than anything else. Yeah. And also you're going to figure out what a vibe feels like. Like there is such a thing. Like I don't like this whole idea of like, well, I just asked for the date right away. That means you have no taste. And then there is a, a thin line between talking too long and, and not, you know, like you do have to have some sort of conversation. I got to say on dating apps, there have been more occasions than not where I've talked with someone enough to know that the only thing to say next is to ask on a date. And I was like, well, if I didn't really ask for one yet, probably shouldn't ask. Yeah. And that way you also like save your time. You don't yeah. go out with people who like you don't really want to go out with. So that, or, that's they don't kind of, wa- or that don't really want to go out with you. Totally. Well, that's why for her, my biggest advice is to not take this so personally. You do not know what's going on with the person on the other end. So... Whatever you do right, I do understand. We've given her a lot of tips, but at the very least, them not writing back doesn't mean you're not a worthwhile partner. Doesn't mean they're. You have no idea. Are they already four dates in with someone they met on Bumble two weeks ago? Are they already? Are they looking at yours, going, right. you know, not my type, but but I'm happy we matched. No one. It's not personal. Yeah. To you. And they're just. It's you're figuring out if you're a match, and also if they're looking for the same things as you, which is yeah. even more important. Let's do some awkward sex. Let's you ready? Do it. Hey, J&J, love all that you do. Let's get straight to the point. I was seeing a guy this summer, and he had the weirdest post-sex trying-to-be-funny routine. Ooh, we're heading down a road. Post-sex trying-to-be-funny. Have you ever tried to be funny post-sex? Like, now that I'm in a relationship more so, I'm trying to think, like, I can't remember, like, specific instance of, like, cracking multiple jokes after. Did I ever tell you the story of... When I took my legs and put them behind my head. I vaguely, I vaguely I was, remember this. I was at this girl's place. Uh, we had just hooked up. Was this up. like your routine? It wasn't a routine, <laughs> but for whatever reason, she had this headboard that was like wrought iron, you know, like those like yeah. pole. So I, for whatever reason, it just felt like the head, like I really wanted to put my toes on it. Okay. So I took my legs, I put it on it and then just farted. Okay. Like as a joke. This is immediately after? I don't think it was immediately after, but it was within amount of enough time for her to go, what the fuck are you doing? Like, she thought it was funny. Okay. But it was definitely a surprise. <laughs> but you did it once. I had to. Okay. Which is, <laughs> it was, I'm saying it was just the once. one time, okay. not a routine. Okay. So immediately they- after, we would roll away from one another. Almost every single time, he would play a remix version of the Kalia. How do you say it? Um, Kalu? Uh, you know I'm bad at this. I'll yeah. play the song. And play you can... the song. The Kalu theme song. Right. And just... You don't know what Kalu is. If I'm saying it wrong, I'm sorry. It's a Canadian's children's cartoon with the weirdest, most annoying main character. I have the link to the song below, as well as a picture of him so you can see, what the, uh, see the image that came to my head post-sex. He was an odd, humorous guy, so I just shrugged it off. But looking back, I now cringe. All right. We'll play the song for you. It's spelled C-A-L-L-I-O-U. Oh, don't worry. His name is in the song. Okay. Well, <laughs> So I should know this because it actually is pretty catchy. He would play a remix version. You're getting to be a big boy. I'm just a kid who's each day I grow some more. I like exploring. I'm Caillou. Caillou. So many Caillou. things to do yeah. each day. 
Tati. He kind of looks like Doug Funny a little bit. He does. I did get Doug vibes. Yeah. Or Ar- Arthur a little bit. Okay, I think we, we get it. Each day I grow some more. <laughs> Caillou is his penis. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a penis who grows each day a anyway. new... Caillou is his penis. Caillou. We've, de- we've decided. He does. I mean, not to make this gross, but I guess we're already here. Okay. Caillou does kind of look penis-like. He does have penis-like features. Yeah. Rounded off. Right. That yeah. I don't know. Like this picture I'm looking at. Um, He does have a, it's like a bald, almost yeah, like penis tip head. Yeah, like thing yeah, going on. Sorry if anyone's Canadian yeah. and grew up with. Apologies. <laughs> so, um, so it's like playing baby would, shark after you're done fucking. Right. I could see it being funny one time. Yeah, I don't even know about one time. I, I, I don't. Says the guy who farted with well, the, his on, legs behind his head. Okay. <laughs> come to my you're show like, that in was, April. That was funny. <laughs> I know funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's like if you play, if someone played like. I do understand there's this thing where people are too reactive to like a non-sexual thing being brought up after a sexual occurrence. Okay. Like like the idea that like better before better after than before. Yeah, like if this like, was his sex playlist that would be pretty like bad. My girlfriend and I will be, you know, she'll be trying to get hot over text and then I'll be like, "Oh, my mom just called." She'll be like, "Come on!" <laughs> And I'll be like, yeah, I don't know. I can, I don't know. I can figure that, you know, it wasn't. You can compartmentalize. I can compartmentalize a little bit. I, that is a bizarre song to play. I guess if Baby Shark was played, it would change the nature of it for me. I think I would, could be, I think I would find this like kind of amusing one time. But there's an annoying thing about someone who's like, I'm funny and I'm quirky and I'm going to show you times. that by being like a ridiculous at all times. It also would make me think they're trying to make whatever this is like less serious mm. by being like, I'm kind of a joke. So like sure. this is kind of a joke. There's a I mean, there is a time for shared jokes during sex. Like, yeah. Well, that's why I don't mind it as much that it's after. I think when you bring in the technical aspect where it's a big production, that's where it like leaves the stadium of uh sexual like us getting to know each other and it goes towards a performance right because it's like okay you fucked and then did you plan to play us play on this well it sounds like she said he does it almost every single time yeah I, that's, I, that's, that to me is the biggest issue not that it was like one time he was sure. like oh the song's in my head let me play it um the fact that it's every time is like oh like i'm a little bit of a joke yeah totally to me, I'm always I'm always wary of those guys, especially like as you get older, because you're like, this person's just trying to make their life into a joke. To make they're not going to be this isn't going to be a serious thing for them. They're treating this whole thing as a joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I, it would be too much every time. Right. What would you call it? Cocky Kalu. Um, <laughs> uh, Caillou. Caillou. Ca- cocky Caillou. Cocky Canadians. Cocky Canadians. Um, uh, shark fuck. Post-coil, Baby fuck. Postcoital Caillou. Postcoital Caillou is good. He sounds like French. Yeah. Right? I, he's got a little little scarf on that makes him look a little Frenchy. I guess these people are Canadian. Yeah, it's an awkward thing. I, I think I agree with you on the it makes it less serious. 
Right. Well, that's kind of I mean like when you're talking about, for instance, like we I think we talked about this in the last episode with the Bumble conversations. Mm. Um, I'm kind of like at, at a certain point you do want someone who's taking or at least appearing to take this seriously. Sure. It's like when does reality hit? Like it's it's the idea of like if you have an inside joke with someone. Like when does the joke end and the date begin? Right. Like yeah. I want like I want to be serious. I want someone who's actually serious about going on a date. Sure. <laughs> and it's like were you thinking of this song when you were going down on me like right are you yeah do you have any actual real plans to like turn this into something yeah would be my thought <laughs> you know yeah it's weird would it be a red flag or deal breaker one time red flag okay every time deal breaker what at what occurrence the second one third one i think after the second one i'd be like all right the song's actually kind of annoying yeah stop it yeah yeah i would be yeah, because be more than there. once it's like I'm I'm this guy. I'm like the guy. I'm sure. the guy who plays the kids' remix yeah. song because it's so I funny. Mean, I would be annoyed if someone did it without sex. Right. Like if we were out for dinner and they just ended dinner with that song every time, I'd be like, "What are we doing?" And doing anything every time is like. It's my dad's biggest uh, advice: you can never repeat. Yes, that's why you don't go on the same vacation. <coughs> don't go on the same vacation. Don't go, you know, you can never, never repeat. Never repeat and never give up the first class seat. Never give up the first class seat. That's right. <laughs> Wise words from, what's your dad's first name? Jerry. From Jerry? <laughs> yeah. Are you named after him? No. Just Jer- from Jerry name. Freed. Yeah, that's right. That's funny. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows 50 high school senior girls descend on mobile alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize it isn't survivor it's one of america's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oleayi was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let's do some emails. You ready? 
I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. You want to take this one? Sure. Hey, J&J, getting right to it. I've been seeing this guy for a little over a month, and things seem to be going well. Both showing equal interest, <coughs> sending texts and snaps, going out on dates, and even bringing me around his friends. I had asked him to a gala, start uh, stating Ooh. that if he didn't want to, I'd just ask a friend. No pressure. Thought it would be a fun date. He never gave me a straightforward answer, but did, but told me not to ask my friend. Long story short, he ended up coming with an ex- coming up with an excuse when I asked him two days before, but still wanted to meet up at the bar after. My parents were at the bar with some friends, and they briefly said hi, but since it's so new, my parents went off to the dance floor to leave us be. We hung out the next day as usual, but when I went back to work and my week as and my week as usual, I had stopped hearing from him as much and no snaps. So I, no snaps. Where are my snaps? Uh, I'm waiting. I haven't even seen your lunch today. So I reached out and got th- and got that he was just busy. But after more of this, I finally said, and she shows the text messages. Mm-hmm. Um, so should we read that? And then I'll read her question sure. about it after. Um, so she so she says, I'm, I'll be her. You be uh, mm-hmm. him. We've been talking for a, a while, and it's just odd to me that you suddenly get busy to the point where I don't get a snap from you here and there or a text. I've tried to communicate with you about it to see what's going on, but it doesn't seem you're interested, so I'm going to take this as my cue. Okay. I'm sorry. I've been busy. But you said you were all about honesty, and so am I. Truthfully, I think you're a super nice girl, and I enjoyed spending time with you. But I'm not ready for anything more at this moment. I have so many things going on. And if you want a relationship, I don't want you to be misled because that's not fair to you. You deserve better. Thanks for your honesty. Take care. I don't think she meant that take care. So that was um, Friday, whatever day that was. And then she so she follows up with another text. Mm -hmm. I've given it a lot of thought and I don't want it to end like this. I like spending time with you and want to get to know you more. I'm willing to go at your pace and be supportive. I don't know if the sudden change in communication was that I freaked you out. I'm sorry if it came off like I was trying to rush things. That's not what I want. I just, I just enjoy spending time with you. Um, okay. So then he wrote, in blank for the day. Apparently cricket is not that great up north, LOL. No need to be sorry. I appreciate you saying what you did. I'm not ready for a commitment, but I also enjoy hanging out with you. Are you still interested in seeing each other? And he writes, would like to hang out. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so she really like, she had it. She had the like, she had the control over her life for like a second. Yeah. And yeah, then she was yeah. like, oh, fuck it. Let me yeah. just, let me just ruin right, that yeah. whole I'll just, thing. I'll just feel awful half the time to feel good. Right. Kind of, kind of good for half the time. She it's- goes, she goes, did I push too much and scare him off? I thought things were going well and I'm considering hanging out to see if we can get back to it. Just curious as to what your perspectives will be. This This is is a tough one. This is this is a tough one because it's literally the worst thing that you can do. I know. Because it's like you got the answer, and now you're saying like, okay, I got the I got the no deal answer. Yes. Right. But it's time to move on. So now I'm gonna settle for for a half deal. Yeah. You. You. This is only gonna drive her crazy. Right. She. At this point, it's kind of her fault. It's kind of her fault. Um. Well, let's go back a step. You didn't scare him off, okay? No, yeah, that, you didn't that's not the issue. Scare him off. Stop with that bullshit, okay? You asked for your standard to be met, and it didn't. And he said, "No, thank you." 
The one thing I've learned from being in the relationship I am in now, okay? Okay. Is that relationships are a constant negotiation. Right. Everything's a a, It's a contract. Yes. And being in a relationship means two people that are willing to negotiate. You need two parties to sit at the table. This guy, I am always willing to sit at the table with my girlfriend to discuss what we should do next. I'm not leaving the table. I'm not saying, ah, no deal. Goodbye. Right. That's a breakup. That's a break. <laughs> this guy, and, and it's more clear when you're not labeled, you're not agreeing to the relationship. It's less clear when you're in this dating zone that she's in because so you're you saying have it's, no more, it's more clear when you are when you have when you have the, the right, when you have the label like I'm with my girlfriend right. boyfriend girlfriend she brings us a thing to the table I say eh, I don't want to do that but I'll do this and then we go back and forth we have an argument maybe but it's discussed right when you're in this thing that she's in which everyone's been in where you're hooking up there's no real responsibility for one another and then you say hey um, I got this gala coming up come he looked at the gala and he went back to his side and thought out whether he would come back to you with a differing offer or not. Right. The differing offer was, I'm out on gala. Yeah. I'm not going to take the bait on being responsible for you and the event that's important to you. Yeah. And then he, I mean, then he meets her parents. The parents, but that doesn't even matter. It's, but I think it's, it's kind of like he's getting the sense that like the the time for for defining things and, and owing her things as we do in a relationship totally. and having to sit down at the table is coming nearer. Exactly. Right. He sees the the sign for welcome to relationshipville off in the distance. Right. And he's like, stop the bus. I'm getting off. I'm off. And he got off the bus and then forced you to text him like, hey, are you getting off of this bus? <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, about that bus to Relaysiaville, um, you're free to go. I don't want to stop you from going to Relaysiaville with someone else. They could have my seat, but I'm going to pull off. And then you said to the bus driver, turn around. I'm okay with it. We'll go back. <laughs> And that's not going to make you feel good. You're going to be in constant, right? Like it, Right, you're giving up potentially something real to get something that's like, okay. And the person is really, I mean, the reason I say it's your fault, I don't mean like to put sure. in that in a like blamey way, but I'm pretty sure it's like you did the right, I think she did the right thing Absolutely. when she called. She gave you, as you say before, like she gave the evidence. Mm-hmm. I'm, you say you're busy a lot. I'm not getting these snaps from you. Things are different. I can tell what's up. That's the perfect text. That was great. Um, But then you get the answer that you didn't want, which is probably your biggest fear in sending that text. Your biggest fear came true in sending that text, which is that his response was honest and it was pretty clear in that he is not looking to be in a relationship. He said that in a slightly vague, but really pretty clear. I think as these these texts go, I think Mm -hmm. it was pretty clear. Um, Without him saying specific things that are unnecessary. Um, and then you kind of, ret- you you did a really good job and then you retracted all that. And I think that happens sometimes where you got a little lonely mm-hmm. and you were like, hey, maybe I could deal with this. Maybe I could change him. Maybe he'll come around. Maybe this is, this. I don't want a relationship thing is like an immediate thing. And then the more I get to know him, sure. he'll be like, oh, uh, I can't live without her. I'm going to, you know. It's not going to go I that way. I need to be with her. And it, I think it 
very rarely, if ever, happens. It maybe happens less than 1% of the time, if I had to guess. Totally. And and you're not going to change someone while being with them for the change. Right. You need to go away. You need to stick to your standard because what you're saying is no shirt, no shoes, no business. And then he comes to your door and you go, eh, let him in without the shoes. Right. Now you have no rules. Now you've given way. Now your whole play, Now your whole store is different. And it's what you don't want it to be. Right. Because now you've lost all negotiating power in the contract. If totally. relationships are all about contracts, you've now basically laid all of your cards on the table. The person has said, eh, I'm not going to sign. And then you said, okay, what do you want your terms to be? Sure. I'll, put, I'll put your terms in and then we'll both sign. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I mean, think of this another way. And here's what, it's funny that you're like, he gave as honest an answer as he could give. But sometimes people lean on that kind of dishonest answer. Like, oh, well, he said, like, right, I like you. I don't want a you. relationship. Or they, they pick the parts that they want. He said, yeah. I enjoyed hanging out with you. Yeah. He said, um, uh, he said, you deserve better. Yeah. So he cares about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He said, um, I'm not ready for anything more at the moment. No. Here, so, so I'm saying, like, there's a, there's you could more. read, like, he's not being so, cl- he's not saying, I am never going to commit to you in a serious relationship, sure. but I'm down to hook up. That would be the most honest answer that no guy will say. Of course. Yeah. I am down to hook up with you on my own schedule. Right. No one's going to say that. And that is, but that's what he means. That's what he means. That's what um, he means. And all this I other like stuff you enough to hook up. I don't nice. like you enough to make you the responsibility of my life. Right. And that's okay. Yeah, Th- that's, that's fine. And I think the way that he's saying this is, although it's not, saying exactly exactly what he thinks which as we said before is i'm not gonna ever date you ever (laughs) this is as close to it as he's really gonna get sure and you're coming back for i don't think she would come back if he said listen um if he wrote back let me be i'm sorry i've been busy but you said you're all about honesty and so am i truthfully i like having sex with you and never having to answer for you and not having to go to the gala (laughs) (laughs) without having to go to the gala right like i don't think she'd go you know right i like our time together i want to have sex with you too without going to the gala too like i don't i think she's and she's she's retracted in a moment of weakness um and i think that it's it's actually very very bad because i think it also not only is she not getting what she wants but i think that in this guy's eyes now he's probably lost an element of respect for her because she doesn't really respect herself. Totally. And it's, it's also, she's going to end up resenting the guy. It's, right. it's, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to come back and you're going to always wonder, well, why can't I be that more thing? It gets personal. Yeah. His answer, as sad as it is, isn't personal. It's, Hey, here's where I am in my life. Um, I'm not going to really give any more. I can tell. That if we keep going, you we both have to give more. Right. I'm obviously not ready. Yeah, and you're by you saying like I'm okay with what did she say? I'm um I'm okay with just hanging out. Like yeah, she like, wouldn't say that in any other terms though. I've given a lot of thought and uh, don't want it to end like this. Well, how do you want it to end? With you hating him? So right. you don't hate him enough to have it end? Like this that's is kinda what she right. That's kinda what she means. I like spending time with you and want to get to know you more. He's already said no to getting to know you more. Right. He's he wants to get said, to know you this much enough to be able to have sex and not be responsible. 
Yeah, I think like she's hanging she's hanging on to that at the moment thing, but that's not even what he just threw that in there, not even thinking about that line. Yeah, and he also she wrote something very specific. Yeah, I think the I'm only willing to go at your pace, and then he writes, "Would like to hang out." He had never your pace. His pace is stopped. There's no pace. Right. He's not even really addressing like the things that you're um, that you're that she's saying. Yeah, this is... He's again, not even addressing those... He's not even saying, like... Totally. If we go back to the contract negotiation example, the metaphor, he's at the table going, here's my offer. There's no change in my offer. That's right. all it is. And you're going, well, what if we do this? And he goes, no, it's this is the offer. Right. And I think... I mean, not to make this... I think to you take away, like, a little bit of the humanism out of it, but think mm. about, like, if you were um, trying to buy a house, right? Yeah. And you're kind of like... Hey, like I discovered that um, there's actually like termites and there's a leak in the in the house, mm-hmm. and I really need you to fix these things before I can buy the house. And the person was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna fix any of that. Yeah. You can have the house as is, <laughs> or, or you could, you could just walk away." Yeah. And then you were like, "Okay, whatever. I'll sign it. I'm fine. I'll take it." The yeah, person t- would be like, "Like, what kind of like? I'm trying to think like what the." No, well, they'd be like, they I fucking, I win. Right, they'd be like, I don't respect this person. No, this it, person's willing to take whatever house I'm giving them. It's a little different in that situation just because <laughs> that person would just, I think the, 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 the This par- person's desperate for a place to live is the, what they would think. The parallel is that I know, of, I know I don't have to budge. I know what I'm saying. I know I don't have to budge and this person is desperate for a place to sure. live. They will take anything. I wouldn't have a lack of respect for someone who took my deal. I would go, good, get fucked. You know, like, like, if I sold my apartment and they bought way above what, like, and, and I was like, yeah, you can, I would know that they were between a rock and a hard place. Like, I was their only option. Right, that's what I'm saying. They're desperate. Yeah, yeah so I don't have to budge. So yeah. it's like, if you came back to me in a year and you were like, hey, I want that house. Can Did you fix the termites? And I went, no. I'd be like, yeah, you're still coming back. There's nowhere else for you to live. That right. would be the, to me, the similar thing. It's like, you're coming back to me. Right. The only way that she could really win out in this scenario, if she was like, I'm not signing the deal. Yeah. And then the other person was like, was like, they couldn't find another buyer, maybe. Yeah. And they were like, you know, what? Oh, fine, fine. I'll fix. I'll, I'll, sure. I'll fix the shit here. Exactly. Just please buy it. Like, hey, uh, I've thought a lot about yeah. it and there's no one as good as you. Will you go out on a date with me this Thursday? Right. That's a different thing than. All right, whatever you say. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> the analogy got a little warped, yeah, yeah. but I think the general sense <laughs> the is sense like is there. Yeah. you have to. I think to be res- respected as like a person that would they would viably date. They want to. No one wants to feel like they could walk all over you, which is sort yeah. of what you're you're giving them the permission to do. Absolutely, you're saying it's, I will take whatever you want to give me. Yeah, and that means that they're going to give you whatever is within their time and at their convenience. That's it. Yeah, I agree. We're going to do another email. Um, I wanted to bring in Alicia for this. She works for Betches. Love it. She's the director of account managing. Um, she does a great job. And she's also, if you guys remember um, back in January, I shared a story about a guy that I was hooking up with on and off for years and years. Um, and I couldn't figure out how to get out of that situation. So Alicia messaged me after she heard that. And she was like, I have another story like that. It was even longer than that. It was like 10 years um, so I'm going to bring her on and we're going to talk about how she got out of that situation. 
there's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier, and I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum, and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the Lash Serum and the Brow Serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow, so I love what Vegamore is doing, and I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best-looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker-looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus, I save more and I never run low on the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. So guys, we are back with Alicia Angeles. She is the account director at Betches. She does an amazing job. We love hey her. Guys. Um, and we brought her on to talk about how to get out of one of those toxic hookup thingies that um, you guys heard me speak about back in January. Um, I think a lot of people related to that story. And I think it's good to get another sense of someone else who's been through that and how they managed to get out of it. Well, to rehash your story that touched millions of listeners i get people that approach me all the time really they're like oh my god jordana's story about dealing with a guy that was in and out of her life over the course of a how long was it it was like seven or eight years seven or eight years i i i related so much to that that like people come up to me they're like that was the episode i knew Damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. they're, they're into it. So you uh, you heard that episode? Yes. So I heard that episode and I immediately slacked Rodana and was like, oh my God, like I literally have this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I was on and off with a guy from um, the ripe age of 14. Okay. Wow. Um, up until I was about 26. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So that's like half your life, um, essentially, at that yeah. point. Yeah. It was a really long part of my life. It kind of <laughs> makes sense to me. 
like at 14, right. you're at this like age where you're trying to figure everything right. out, but also you hold on like the things you have in common with people from your home is a hometown person. Oh, yes. Right. Like just knowing the streets, it's so easy to get back into it with those it's comfortable. people. It's comfortable. Oh, yeah. Right. The streets, the high school, the co- the, 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 the teachers, the people that you went to school with, you can always interact on that level that makes it feel like home. And there's always a path back there to like totally. seeing them again or oh, speaking yeah. to them or something to me. It's funny because that you said that because the guy that I was talking about, we met, we met in college. So it's sort of like a similar thing. It's also, I think, a state where you kind of are figuring out. But there's often I feel like you, these things start when you say you're figuring out who you are. You're mm-hmm. figuring out like relationships and you don't know anything else at that time exactly so you're kind of like this could be normal i don't really know and also you have each other's numbers you're tethered to them a little bit right i have the same cell phone number i i had i got when i was in high school yeah so right it's almost this one little rope it doesn't matter how big or thick the rope is it's always attached to that person where you can always find them. Like, I, I don't think any other generation really dealt with it in this way. Right. Like, like, cause they didn't have your, if you, right. My dad Before left cell high phones, school. Goodbye. Yeah. You had to like wait until tw- 30 years later when they got Facebook to You'd send them a, a weird psycho. message. You have yeah. to like look them up in the yellow pages and be like, well, remember me? Like there was no reason. <laughs> right. You can't slide the, into someone's DMs. No. Yeah, or like, Hey, I just watched this TV show that we used to watch. Like, just having the number makes mm-hmm. it more mm-hmm. personable right. and easier. So what's so what, your what hap- story? Yeah, what yeah, happened here? Oh. Give us like the it's like so uh, the the condensed yet informative version. Of what happened, and then also how you got out of it? Because I think yes. that's really the the important piece that people really want to know. The getting out of it part was the biggest piece, I think. But this guy went to my high school. I met him my freshman year. He was mm. my first kiss. We're evolved into first everything. Mm-hmm. But he never called me his girlfriend ever. Okay. And there was always a reason for this. There was either like similar to your thing. It was like, oh, it's summer. Oh, he's going to college. Oh, we're in college. Right. Like, you make these excuses. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's like right after college. Oh, he <laughs> has a girlfriend. <laughs> like 10 years of excuses. Sure. Um, so what would kind of happen is that we would fall into this weird like hookup thing that would kind of go almost to a relationship and then something super toxic would like blow it up into flames mm-hmm. then the holiday season would come around and he would come back over the holidays because it was like that you know nostalgic right. time at home easy call to make easy text oh, to write. Yeah. so yeah. it's that state of like you know you get closer the per- it gets too intimate for the person and then they just like pull back before yeah. it can get to like that boyfriend girlfriend labeled situation yeah Right. And it would go for years and years. Like he, um, <laughs> funny story was like, he was invited to like my quinceañera. This is like going so far. <laughs> and he like tried to hook up with like my camp friend mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were like 15. Like it, the fights would start when we were so young and it would just always be like, oh, um, well, you cheated on me with her, blah, blah, blah. Like, right. it would always get messy. And what made you but keep going always, back? But and it's always so much buildup. Like oh, it's yeah. always like you have such a history together right. that it, it, you so can hot. always blame it on somebody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There yeah. was always something That's to go back made, to. But also like in if you look back, like a healthy relationship is eventually like a little boring. Like you're not getting sure. those highs and lows mm-hmm. of like, you know what I mean? It's like a healthy relationship is like eating healthy. Like yeah. you, feel, you feel good most of the, you feel good like all the time. Like you look good. Everything's going well, but you're not like, having that like intense like high of this like amazing 
disgusting food. Totally, you're and not. And low of feeling disgusting about mm-hmm. it after. Also, you're not that interesting. Right. Nobody wants to hear the story of the good relationship. Everyone wants mm-hmm. to hear the story of the guy who came back or the girl who came yeah. back and yeah. how crazy it got and the excuses that he made. It's yeah. like your it own rom com. <laughs> it <Yeah>. really was. <laughs> um, it would get like super high and then it would get super low. Like I remember we lived two blocks away from each other for a couple years and that got really high at one point and then it got super low because he like came up to me at a bar and like I ended up hitting him it was like this entire thing oh my god Oh, wow. And like, this is only like, that was probably like five, six years ago at this point. But it went on and off for such a long time that in the off periods, I would get so low, but then get addicted to the high periods. Mm. So in these low periods, what kept me, what kept circulating in my brain was like, what did I do wrong? Like, how am I reading this? Like, how is this? Right. This how do I get, happening? how do I change myself to get either out of this or to yeah. get him to date me? You're kind of like, and one of these things needs to happen. I either need to like, he either needs, I remember thinking like, he either needs to be my boyfriend or I need to get out of this because I just keep doing the same thing over and over and over again. And we would tell each other all the time he would, like there would be some days where he's like, maybe one day we'll be like 26 and single and we'll finally get married. And then other days I would be like, I will never speak to you again. But then the ways that we would communicate with each other were so like, high at certain points that I would feel as if like now that the years started racking up that I was inevitably different compared to everyone else. Right. There so, is that. That is sure. a side effect of like, it. Like he had nobody else. Like to this day, I know he has nobody else that he's been on and off with for that long. So. <laughs> no, it's true. I <laughs> it mean, is like, so you, funny to like, me. Like, the idea that like that's important. Like yeah. I, I, Well, I, it I, plays into this like fairy tale rom-com thing that we're fed, that mm-hmm. we're spoon fed since sure. we're little of like it has to kind of be, be tough in these rom-coms like there's always a block of like a roadblock for the two people being together at the end of the day you look at like Carrie and Big from Sex in the City yep. mm-hmm. and then but the fact that she's always in his life just means like it was meant to be mm-hmm. and then at the end of the day they're they wind up together and you're kind of like I would I, I've like already hung you're also like it's almost like that you you won't take the loss yeah because like, I've already invested all this time and energy yep. and like years of my life that it kind of has to work out otherwise I was just this crazy person who was like hanging on to this guy for it, so it, long that's that's so frustrating <laughs> from like the guy perspective i have to say like mm-hmm. yeah i i hear that but it's like it's gotta pay off it's gotta be something <laughs> it's like all right well just fucking let go of this you know like yeah, there is really a point hard, where yeah. you go like you know it's like it's an investment it's it's you know the the correlate you know like the kind of like the the thing that comes out is like an investment like there's people that invest in stocks and they go, well, I'll never sell until it's more than what I bought it for. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just lose you on take the stock. The loss. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just lose it. Yeah. So I I understand well, where it's coming. It's from. also like in these situations, I feel like it's always there's. It takes two people to have this dysfunctional, toxic thing. Oh, Absolutely. Right? So you have to like admit and own your own part in it. So it's mm-hmm. like as much of like, as much I remember telling my therapist like as much as as the problem is that this guy would come and then and then back off and never mm. and not treat me the way I deserve to be treated the like big, I said the, yes right yeah. the other <laughs> the other really important factor in this the, in this is it couldn't have gone on that long if you had just the first time he did that just been like okay I'm out yeah yeah he's like he or she is like the band-aid to your problem mm-hmm. that you keep coming back to, right. to cover yeah. It up yeah and whenever I was single I like dated this other guy who I still like genuinely think really high of but like whenever I was single during other years of his, my life, I would be like, oh, well, there's this like other guy who like I'll always like go back to. Like right. I always had him as mm. kind of a hunch as a crutch, I think. And he had the same thing for me. And I feel as if 
I never knew that I had to get out of it up until I started being more conscious of like what normal actually was and growing to realize that like what was happening between him and I was not normal and was not okay. Mm -hmm. But he never realized that what he was doing to me was not okay. And it just kept going for years and years and years. And then it kind of just hit me one day. I can go into the actual like day that all that happened. But it, I had this moment of clarity where I was like, was it one what moment? am I doing? <laughs> was it a moment where you were like, had a 180 or was it kind of a gradual thing? So it was around the holiday season. It was a few months before I met my boyfriend. Okay. And I had been like super single at the time. He was actually finally single at the time. We had never really had a time where both of us were like fully single, doing our own thing in the city, living close to each other. Mm. So I was dating a lot. Um, he was kind of dating a lot, but then the holidays came around. I saw him on Thanksgiving Eve. It like reignited the Thanksgiving spark. Eve. We could talk about that. <laughs> right. It's a big day. Um, and then we like, I think we went on like a couple dates or something, and we went out to dinner. I remember it vividly. It was like January fifth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> swear to God, we're very sentimental. Always the fifth. Yes. Yeah. And we go, he used to always like, the way he would call back would be like, there was something nostalgic about like, oh, it's been so long, like blah, 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 that I would always somehow believe. Sure. And it was all fake. But (laughs) he would be like, let's go to a nice dinner. Let's go on a trip. Like he would give me these super like enticing things that I would be like, oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So um, we- These (laughs) are things to not like- to keep I want you hanging to not, yes. but also to not be embarrassed about like yeah. I, I understand yeah. like going back to someone like none of this all of this makes sense like I, yeah. I understand like there's people like that are in this right now yeah you're out of it you're out mm-hmm. of it yeah. both of you guys are out of your situation but like it is normal to have to for this guy both sides for this guy to go yeah. I'm lonely here's someone that said yes before mm-hmm. and it's normal mm-hmm. for you to go I'm lonely Here's someone that knows all these things about me and, and has said yes to me before. Right. Oh, yeah. Why but would not, I not go back to the yes? But not just who has said yes, someone who has also dangled this thing that I really want mm-hmm. with them in front I'm of me. That's so the close. difference. I'm, I'm close right. to the yeah. Kind of like yeah. it feels like it's so close. It feels like I almost have it. And like life could just be like perfect mm. if they could just like. They could just see what I all, see. They could just go all in. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the hardest part is, is feeling like you're so close all these times yeah. Yeah. so that you're like, this is the time maybe it'll work, which is a crazy thing. It really like, um, I do, I mean, I've never like been to, to a meeting like that or something like that, but I've seen, I've like watched movies or there's this, there's this movie. I think we were talking about it. Uh, no strings attached. No, it's like sleeping or with, sleeping, sleeping with, with, with other, other people. people. Yes. Where she's like actually in a, in a sex and love addi- addicts like meeting. And it does feel like an addiction kind of, mm-hmm. yes. it does feel like you're like overpowered by this feeling of maybe this time will be different um which i imagine addicts and you can see the future with that person yep, and right. you, okay yeah so the fifth yeah so the fifth <laughs> we're at Lorefish fish bar it was amazing <laughs> i had I like a good spot place. i love yeah, that restaurant spot, yeah um, not sponsored plug <laughs> city for lure fish bar yeah. sorry um we're having like all these drinks and he's like giving me these like horrible lines. Like I've known this kid for 11 years at that point mm. and I'm like having a kettle martini and he's like, oh, kettle's my favorite vodka. Like giving me like okay. s- stupid one liners that I just kept kind of rolling my eyes about and eventually like we get back to my apartment, things start happening and he just keeps going with these lines that are like, oh, when's the last time we did this, babe? Like acting as if nothing has happened. Not addressing like the elephant in the room yes. which is that you've had this like toxic dysfunctional thing going on again yes okay and he never thought of it as toxic 
Like he always was it like toxic for him. <laughs> yeah. Like he's right. fine. Well, that's yeah. another part of it that you, I think, when I was showing you those text messages in the airport, yeah, you were like, for him, this isn't like this crazy no, time. Like it's only that. it's only that it's like only you're the one that's really suffering. Well, yeah, yeah. that's Here. that's absolutely like I, you know, and I know it because I've been that guy. Like I've been in that you know, on the other side of it where you're like. And you don't realize it until like, again, what you said before with like the amount of time, like to him, there's no like 11 years. Mm -hmm. It's not 11 years to him. And I know that's crazy to hear, but Mm -hmm. like, it's just not how he relates to you guys. Yeah. I I know that's. Right. Well, that's almost the saddest part to me. Kind of. The saddest part is that it doesn't mean the same thing to you as it does to them. Yeah. And like he would oftentimes make me feel as if we were on the same page about things and how like, sure, like we're not dating, but like, that's okay. Like we're living our lives in our twenties in the city. And like, I kind of had this moment of clarity, like in my apartment that night, like after we were like hanging out for a bit and I was just like, what the fuck? Like, are we doing here doing this again after so many years? Because Mm. it would happen that, something would happen and then three years later it would happen again. Maybe it happened a few times that year, three more later. And he would never address the fact that like, that this was going on for so long or that you almost tried to make it serious or any of those things. No, like he would just, like we would never really talk about the status. Mm. It would just be like this never ending toxic relationship that Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. would sneak back into my text DMs. At one point it was aim. Like it was (laughs) something crazy. And I kind of just sat there and looked at him and was like, are you really like going to sleep here? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, I just think you have to leave. Like, I really feel like I just need to actually end this. And he was just like, oh, you say that all the time. And I'm just like, no, I really think I'm doing it. Okay. Um, So he left that night and we basically never really talked again. Like he. And that was it. No talk, no nothing. Like. I'm sure he probably sent me like happy birthdays, Merry Christmas, whatever. Did you answer those? But I remember answering something like a few months later, but we never rehashed anything. He never was like, "Um, did you really mean what you said? He never really like came back to talk about it ever. And then I met my boyfriend like three months later. So it was this weird fucked up thing where like after all of this time, Thank God I had that moment be- and thank God I got out of it because it's clear that he obviously never thought anything of this. Yeah. Well, right. not and to say he didn't think anything, but like, I think also a lot of guys like love a vague label, like oh, love yeah. a vagueness. Like this is kind of like, this is an example that like goes to prove that. Yeah. Well, well that's also why and I say like, I don't think that girls can sleep with someone casually over the course of 10 years and not want to be with them mm-hmm. yeah, i think yeah, guys yeah, yeah. can i think that's almost like a uniquely male thing sure that i can't i've never known any woman in my entire life who's been like yeah we just we sleep together all the time over the course of a decade mm-hmm. and i'm totally cool with that yeah <laughs> and like he never acknowledged that anything that happened was fucked up like all the yeah. times he would fuck up he would just be like sorry and then glaze over it mm-hmm. and i think what was most powerful to me was that I was able to not only get out of it, but realize that like shit is not supposed to be that way. And I yeah. was like jaded for so long because I was just like, oh, like this is what love is like. <laughs> like it's real, right. No, yeah. not. <laughs> like, and then when you're in a healthy, stable <laughs> like, thing, you're yeah. like, oh, it, it yeah. doesn't have to, I don't have to feel like terrible like a third of the time. Uh-huh. Like I could actually feel great like 95% of the time. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it, it's so, it's also so interesting. Like going back, we just did an email where, 
the I mean we just did an email where we read text messages where the girl in the in the conversation she was like uh is something off and he said I don't want to be in a relationship and then she wrote thank you for being honest and then the next text is her going I don't like how this is ending I'd rather get to know you still right and it's uh. like that's, that's how this, yeah. this yeah. whole thing rolls forward. That's how the snowball builds. Because then he goes, ah, she's here doing what I, she agreed to my version of right. casual. And he's not counting the time. No. Yeah. He's, counting he's going, the time. He's going <laughs> right. well, we just restarted. You know, yeah. like I could Under see better how, terms. On my terms. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I just think this also like leads to a conversation of like, when you say you want to be casual with someone, that means mm-hmm. two totally two people have different definitions for casual. Right. Like totally. for men, it means I will never be with you. Well, <laughs> and I was like, oh, be, for women, it means I will be with you slower, slower yeah, yeah. weekly right. instead yeah. of daily. Exactly. <laughs> like, well, also it could be not. It doesn't even have to be gender specific. It could just be like, hey, I thought us being casual meant that you answer my texts all the time. Oh yeah. Or I thought us being right. casual was. You know, when that we like, like I thought I was being casual means I don't have to answer your text ever. Mm-hmm. Like, right. There's a big sliding scale. That's why I maybe I'm not saying he's right. The guy you're dealing with. I'm I'm saying that he's rationalized it. Yeah. In a way that you're not even seeing. Like, I, I'm sure all of us aren't seeing, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. it's. Yeah. It's very you- interesting. And it's interesting to hear that the way out was to go. It's like ignoring a crying baby. They'll cry yeah. themselves out. Right. You Because the, the person's never going to end it for you. They're never mm-hmm. going to be like, this person's suffering. I need to stop contacting them. Yeah. yeah you have the to drug do dealer. It. Yeah. You have to do it. Your, that's, yeah, yeah. That's the true. drug dealer doesn't stop selling. Right. You have to decide that you don't want to buy it anymore. Yeah. And I remember like the first few months like that I still, that I started dating my boyfriend. He would like creep into my text every now and then, but just something random. Yeah. And I had to make the conscious decision to be like, you know what? Like I'm starting to date someone who I actually is normal yeah and not only that but i can't keep doing this to myself like i feel like a lot of girls let themselves like still respond to the texts sure they and don't want to be the yeah. jerk they don't i was be the, the girl bitch. responding yeah. forever yeah yeah so I then mean, i yeah like and it took so much like i remember he texted me something about like my job or something like that right and i was just and i couldn't even get myself to say like thank you or anything because i was just like it'll reignite everything yeah well that's well it's funny because like the job stuff like the guy showing up at the yeah showed up at the at the the vancouver show that's a version of it where it's like i'm gonna be nice enough that the doors are always open and you can walk through the doors I'm not going to push you through. Right. They're open. Yeah. it's That's what makes it so, and that's what makes it so hard to not mm-hmm. walk through. And I think that it does, I mean, I hate to say it. I was always, I remember being in my therapist's office and being like, I don't want to have to find a new relationship to, in order to get over this. Like, why can't I just get over it and be happy and be single? Yeah. I don't understand why I have to like meet someone else in order to get over this. Like I should mm. be able to, I should be strong enough to be able to do this without mm-hmm. that. Um, so, but I do think it's very it's very helpful when you happen to meet someone yeah. who can change the way that you look at a healthy relationship. And I'm sure not a lot of people are going to meet somebody that will help them get over somebody else. And like, I'm not thinking that that was like the only way out, but just knowing well, I that think like you, you taking that power back was probably what puts you in the mindset to yeah. even be able to get into that. Exactly. Also, the the biggest thing, like, if there's positive to take away from it, mm-hmm. is you you know from any experience can good can be taken from it. Yeah. Like. You knew what it felt like, what felt good and bad. I think like 
knowing we think we come out of the womb knowing how good and bad feels you don't you have to learn through experience and maybe yours takes 11 years maybe someone else (laughs) takes 11 months it's it's or someone else's could take 11 minutes i know that that feels good to me that feels bad to me i want less of the bad Mm. more of the good and for your relationship now how long have you guys been together Two years this week. Two years this week. Okay. <laughs> Happy anniversary. Thank Happy you. anniversary. Did you, doesn't it, does it feel like you know good, like. Oh, it's like, like night and day. But you know the standard. Like when you, yeah. I'm sure when you have arguments, you go, uh-uh, yep. I've done this before. Like right. The craziest part is I think, I used to think that screaming at each other was actually a normal thing in arguments. And right. now I can't name a time that this dude has screamed at me. Like it's so. That's good. Different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable, and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age, and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail, a classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Let's do the email. Let's do the email because I think that also relates to like how you look at this kind of thing too. Someone writes in. She goes, hi, J&J. My ex and I broke up over a year ago. He has since moved on to his high school sweetheart. For context, we're both 22, so they didn't date that long ago. Okay. Um, from what I can gauge on social media, they're they're very much in love and the whole nine yards to demonstrate and, and go the whole nine yards to demonstrate that. Fancy dinners, ski trips, etc. Uh, It's safe to say I am not over him, but perhaps more pointedly, I'm not over the dynamic of our relationship. Mm -hmm. He treated me like crap, flirted with other girls relentlessly, and never made me feel secure. In hindsight, I should have told him to go fuck himself, but I hate his crap, uh, but I ate his crap and never stood up for myself. Oof, this is good. How do I get over the anger of being treated poorly in the past? I'm more mad at myself for putting up with his crap. Um, and I feel the need to get justice on him. It's too late, but I still look forward to the day he gets busted by TSA for weed or pulled over for a DUI. <laughs> LOL. I'm half joking. Not that much of a psycho. Thanks. Crazy batch. Well, <laughs> it won't be TSA. They don't check for weed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, you're, now you're going to be on the list. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's hope he's a safe drunk driver and doesn't get uh, anyone killed. But yeah. uh, 
What do you think, guys? Um, it's funny because like I remember in that state of like the down state, I was like, I don't want him to die, but I I kind of want him to be like totally unmarketable. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I'm okay if he loses a limb. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I think it I, it makes sense. I mean, that obviously she says I'm not over him, so that's really where yeah. the anger mm-hmm. comes from. I think especially when that person has moved on, is this guy mm-hmm. moved? Does he have a girlfriend? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know if he has a girlfriend right now. Um, but there were several times where like he would start dating someone, and I would sit there and be like, "How the fuck did does he not dating me when?" He's dating this girl who he right. met, I don't know, out of the blue. And I think it's really easy to get down on yourself and be like, I'm sure their dynamic is nothing like what we have. And like, yeah. right. think about or those things. think like, they look so happy. Like, yep. I don't understand why I, he, I couldn't, he couldn't be that happy with me. Like, clearly he was ready for a girlfriend. <laughs> right, yeah. that too. It, it's also uh-huh. like, she's, she's mentioned some of the things specifically. Yeah. The dinners, the ski trips. She's thinking, well, why wasn't I good enough mm-hmm. for those things? And I have to tell her, like, it's, I hate to say it, it's not that personal. Like, it's well, it like, feels like entirely feels personal. entirely personal, <laughs> yeah. but like, this obviously wasn't for him what it was for you. Um, again, like, she says, how do I get over the anger of being tr- treated poorly in the past? I know she, she says, I'm mad at myself for putting up with this crap. I think, like, you were learning what you were into. I think, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. this was like, you you know, look, I, I I know this is harder to do than it is to say, but look at the positive in this relationship. Yeah. Like you were, when, when you sat there in a relationship and listen, we can't fix him. Mm-hmm. We can look in the mirror and try and, you know, figure out the neck for the next time. You let your standards go unfulfilled. Yeah, and that's why she's angry. And that's she, why she's angry. Right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's but you let the standards go unfulfilled, and now you're looking back, and he kept getting away with it, and it's like he's gonna, it's 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 gonna happen that way. Like, and I'm not saying that. I I think if she had been like, I don't want to be. No, I don't want to be treated like this. I'll break up with you. I don't think he would have came back and been a better boyfriend to you. No. Right. He would have left you and it would have been over and you wouldn't have kept going through the groundhog's dead. I think what I would say to her too is similar in that vein where I would be like, you have to look at this past thing. It's just a learning experience. Like there is so much that you can try to say or try to like think back and like re-rehearse in your head and be like, did I do that right? Or like, is this why he like ended up with her? Or like, is this why I actually accepted all of that? Cause I have this like childhood issue or whatever. Right. Sure. But I think if you kind of just reposition it and think of it as, Hey, you know, I'm young. I didn't know right from wrong at the time. You're 22. You're going to be fine. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're honestly, if you learn that by 22, you're considering yourself lucky. Totally. Right. Like it took, I wish I learned it. That's what I'm saying. It took me, I was like 26, 27. I've also never looked Mm -hmm. at my current girlfriend and thought, thank God I'm not with that other bitch. Like I've never, (laughs) I've never had that thought. I don't think anyone does. I don't think you've had that. Like, I mean, as much as this, played into like your dating yeah. persona and your profile as a dater. I don't think mm. you've ever looked at your boyfriend and been like, oh, can you imagine dinner with that other piece of shit? Like it's not like <laughs> right. that. It's more so like, it, thank God I got out of it and realized like who I am and what I am capable right. of and what I deserve. Yes. Yeah. And then when you do meet that person who treats you that way, I think you appreciate it that much more than oh, if, yeah. the, if things had always just been that way, you'd, you might not get it. I mean, I remember I was dating someone right before 
him in college that was like really sweet, really nice, really good person. And at 21, I like was not ready for that. I was like almost like turned off by that. Mm. Um, And I remember we were dating and then we were going to graduate and he was like, um, and I was like, oh, I'm moving to New York and I'm going to be 22. Like, like, no time for you. Right. Like, I'm not, sure. I'm not going to. both ways. Right. I'm not like, why would I stay with this guy? I'm about to be like the freshman <laughs> of like the real world. Yeah. Um, and then I was single for six years. <laughs> but I'm saying, and then, and then you, I met someone again, like eventually who was like that. And after going through this other thing, it really made me appreciate what a, what a healthy relationship was and what, um, and what to look for. And if you know that, like she said, she's 22. So like, yeah. if you have that information at that age, you're, you're doing well. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think she would have been on the ski trips. <laughs> like I don't think like yeah. it was a her or the other girl scenario. It just yeah. I think you can only like work on you, figure yeah. your shit out, what you like, what you don't like, and be, be, be better the next time. I agree. I think it's also okay to let yourself be a little angry sometimes if that's yeah. how you're feeling. Like sure. I still randomly have like little bouts of like fuck that guy. Oh, you know sure. what I mean? Like, I had one last night when I realized I was coming on this podcast. Right? Where you think about <laughs> I was like, it? Should I send this to him? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, you're like fuck that guy. But then you're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm. I remember that I'm that like it's not yeah. about that. <laughs> Everything's cool. And it's also like there's nothing worse than having an internal argument with someone that doesn't really even think that there's an argument oh, to yeah. have. Right. Like, the worst. The, like if you send it to him, you wouldn't get even get the, she's like, I want to get justice on him. Like, <laughs> I don't think it's going right. to, I don't think you're going to get the fulfillment out of that, that you think you'll get. Yeah. Right. If you sent him this episode in your head, you're like, maybe he'll just sit there crying. And like, <laughs> I'd be nice. So just like ruining like, the day that he let me go. And like, what the reality <laughs> is, it'll be like, be like, oh, she's still thinking about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's gonna be like, oh, she's oh. still bad shit. Good. Yeah. Oh my god, she really dug into that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's play some games. Let's do it. Red flag deal breaker. Um, I love this one. Yes. This is very much in the wheelhouse of this podcast. Ooh. The guy you're hooking up with, guy or girl you're hooking up with, is not big into social media. Not a ton of followers or following a lot of people. So not a big social media person. Declines your Instagram follower request and then texts you saying they want to see you and hang out. Whoa. This would be very suspicious to me. Yeah. Mm. Mysterious. Right? Um, I wouldn't... I would be like baffled by like why that would be. But I guess it would be a red flag, not a deal breaker because I'd be like, okay, he's doing the important thing. He's actually trying to facilitate the meetup. Sure. Yeah. I can ask him on this date why he won't accept my Instagram request. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think it's definitely a red flag, not a deal breaker. I could see for some girls, if they're super, super into social media, why it could be a deal breaker for them. But I almost, I think maybe it's because I work at Betches, but like I find it really interesting when people don't use Instagram. Right. Like You're like, oh, like, wow, what do you mean? so nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This yeah. would be weird to me to decline the request because it's almost like I'm not ready to show you this part of my life, Mm. which I appreciate that you're like being thoughtful with what you let people in on. Um, I think it also means that they're hiding other things, right? Bigger things that they need to explain before you get into their world. I would think maybe they're hiding like an ex that's still up there or or something. To me, you're the, you're the TSA agent at that point. You're, you're at the borderline and you're going, Hey, before you come into this country, before you get, there's some things you got to know. Right. Like there's a girlfriend, there's a, you know, like what I mean? Like there's, 
recent things that are going on, but it wouldn't be the deal breaker, but I would be like, this person might not. Would you ask them about it? Absolutely. I think to not ask them would be weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, what the fuck? I would be like, so what kind of pictures do you right. have on yeah. there? And then you're right. And then you'd be giving them the opening to tell you whatever thing they might might be able to explain better in person than if yeah. you were to just see it on your own. You're going to find something out. But I think it's a good sign whenever someone tries to hang out with you that sure. you're into. Mm-hmm. So like. They fine. didn't decline the Instagram because they don't think you're worthy of their Instagram. No. They declined you because they think. I, I guess because they think enough of your opinion of your opinion to have to explain something to you or they're dating someone else like or they have another family like it's like one or the other <laughs> yes, or they <laughs> got know, like two as, kids and a golden retriever yeah as horrifying as yeah. that is to hear that's right the reality um yeah they could be dating someone who knows um okay so red flag or dead record they're always naked when they're at home <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just a red flag red flag what do you think it's <laughs> It's they like open, that they open the door. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Right. It's like that Seinfeld episode of like good naked versus bad naked. Right. Um, I'm always in shorts with no shirt on. Exactly. So like I yeah. have like an uh, at home look. That I have to say is different than being totally fully naked. I yeah. in agree. your home. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm but, picturing like you like you're coming over for like six date. He answers the door. He's naked. Penis is out. Right. <laughs> Flaccid penis is out. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, male nakedness, not strong look. Uh, not a no. good look. Um, yeah, I, I, for a woman, I'd be like, oh, this is what she does. Yeah. Good for us. You're okay with it? It's You'd rather it not, though. I'd rather it not. Right. I think it's one of those things yeah. where it's like, guys would love that, but actually No, I want it not. to be a little special. You know. <laughs> right. like, you want to see her. Yeah. Like, I would also assume like, I guess, like, are we going to be a naked family? Yeah. Like, is yeah. this going to be... Uh, when does this end? I yeah. always wonder yeah. that when I see the women who are just, like, literally walking around, like, butt naked in the locker rooms. So mm-hmm. I'm like, part who of me you? is, like, good for you. And part of me is, like, I cannot imagine growing up in a home where everyone's just walking around, <laughs> like... Yeah. And I think some people do grow up where, like, their parents are naked and stuff like that. I did not grow up that way. I didn't grow up that way either. But I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nake, I got a naked... Uh, parent of my own. Are you naked in the locker room? Yes. Oh, see? like you're just naked in the locker room. Are most naked men? In ha- um, it's like fifty-fifty. I think people wear a towel, but I'm pretty free and open. I'm towel over the shoulder guy. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. That's bold. Really. You're in a locker room. Nice. I'm walking to and fro. It's not like a I'm hanging out. Your com- confidence in your penis. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, I'm okay with it, with what I got. Okay. Like I'm not like you know I'm not bragging, but I'm not also like you know things are okay. You know. Right. I feel like you know what, what, per, what never percent had to worry of, about money. It's like that type of penis. <laughs> <laughs> we never had. It's a penis with no student loans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a debtless debt penis. Yes. Yeah, a debtless penis. Um, okay, yeah. For me, I think if it's if 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 they're naked, they're butt naked all the time at home, and I learned that pretty early on. It might be something I had to think about. It's yeah. a weird way to hang out with someone. Yeah, very Boxer's weird. Fine. Yeah. Or even like a little robe situation. Yeah. Maybe get them a robe for their next. Yeah, you get them. I that's a good. A robe. That's a great. I'm more hit. against yeah. robe than I am naked. Oh, I really um, like robes lately. You I don't like know. them, but it doesn't cut me well. <laughs> I look too much like a Buddha. Ah, okay. it doesn't see really the cut my body shape. Buddha, well. interesting. Yeah. All right. They wear a hoodie and slippers to your family's Christmas Eve, Passover, or any kind of holiday dinner. 
That's a red flag, I think. Red I mean, flag. you're like, you invite them over to the first <laughs> Christmas Eve dinner. Slippers are like, the problem. You're like, slippers. I'll pick you up from the train or whatever. Yeah. They get in the car, they're wearing their like disgusting old pajamas. <laughs> it just I, dresses the dude. Yeah. I feel as if if you were early in the game, it would be a deal breaker. But let's say it's somebody who you've been dating for like, they have to earn Six that, right? Six months at some point, which I guess would be assumed if you're bringing them to Christmas mm. or something like that, you'd be like, oh, come on, turn around and change. Yeah. Right. So then it wouldn't necessarily be a huge deal. But if what if they wouldn't change? <laughs> then the slippers is the problem. Hoodie is more realistic because like that's like a look now. Yes, it is. Good point. Right. So like, let's just say guy shows up in a hoodie to Christmas dinner, Hanukkah dinner, whatever the holiday mm. big holiday event you're coming over he's in a hoodie but it's a fashionable hoodie i'm actually okay with that jordana i mean i'm okay with it mostly because i have a very casual family yeah okay. me too let me change the scenario okay <laughs> yeah. it's a black tie event okay black tie but he goes in a tux over a hooded sweatshirt like he's like <laughs> doing the red carpet grammys thing means got the hooded sweatshirt over the tux no Whoa. hooded sweatshirt with a tux oh. jacket over it okay it's almost like a look that's like, apparently a look he, he thinks it's like yeah. this is his i i version I, of like oh i do the red carpet my way type i think of it's thing. a little bit of a red flag if the person won't even try to impress the people sure, that i think it's a deal, that would be a deal breaker to me yeah shows up Shows up to your with a hoodie your under like, her take on she red on black yeah. tie, <laughs> especially like first holiday with the family. Yeah. you definitely have to try a little right. hard. I think to me it'd be more about like the fact that you don't really care about what people that I care about think about you, which is a big deal. Totally, I was at a wedding once, and at one point the guy came out with like a jersey under his tux jacket. Oh. And it was the guy getting married. And I was like. Was the guy getting married? Yeah. It was like <laughs> a weird point in the. Like he had a costume change. I think any man with a wedding costume change. Weird. W- the wedding. The marriage won't last. Why is that? I think that's a dude who cares too much about the wedding in a way that's unhealthy. What if it's like a really fly costume change? Like a black tux goes to you, like an eggplant tux. But, but this is my problem. It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, like you're you like. You think he cares too much about the wedding? Yes. That's a bad thing? But like, what it's if I chose thing. that? What about what? What if the bride chose for them to both do a costume so guys, change? I think they care more about the show than the actual relationship. Okay. That's well, my Hot take, thought. hot take. What do you think yeah. about women who do that? I feel like women mostly yeah. care about the show. Well, they have, other women, <laughs> they have other women to keep up with. Okay. Like, this guy is doing this not because his friend did it. Right. You know, like, I understand the human part of, like, I want to have a dress change because I saw it at another wedding and I loved how it looked. And I know my friends are going to come up to me and go, oh, I love the dress change. Like, y- there's something to be gained from that that is not, like, you putting on a show. It's okay. not like a, like, it's it's not steeped in a certain narcissism. I get it. Okay. That's kind of... This almost, is the part of the, sh- the podcast where I put out my weirder opinions. But. <laughs> I almost think it's more of a red flag if the husband does not really get dressed for the wedding. Like, I remember I saw on um, one of our girls' pages recently that the groom walks down the aisle and he's wearing flip-flops, has black sunglasses on that he doesn't take off, has right. shirt it's is like, untucked. It's like, act like you want to be here. that's a version and of I'm like, performative 
thing from the guy that I wouldn't trust either. You're yeah. right. Like, that's, that, gross. That's, a, that's the same to me He's as the purple. He's trying to show that he doesn't tux. care. Yeah. Look yeah. how funny I am at my wedding. Like this is when you chose to be funny. I agree. Yeah. Not the time. All right, guys who 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 are either underdressed or too dressed for <laughs> your weddings, we're done with you. <laughs> Cancel. Canceled. Alicia, thank you so thank much you for coming so on. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure. It was great. Great to hear your story. Where can people follow you? Um, I'm private at the moment. <laughs> Look at that. Get the fuck out of here. All right. <laughs> Sorry about it. Uh, well, Jordana, we did it again. We did it. We solved dating in 2020. This was so much fun yet again. Always a blast. We're here every Wednesday. Keep spreading the word. Keep telling a friend. Keep, 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 keep telling people. Make your your Instagram story. Tweet it out. Let people know about the UUP podcast. We'll be back next episode. Boom. Bye. You Up is hosted by Jared Freed. And Jordana Abraham. Our editor is Sean Kilby. Social media by Abby Lloyd. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at at UUPpod on Instagram. And email your questions to UUP at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.